Welcome to the latest edition of the Always 100 Podcast, live on Zoom, Anchor FM, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are live today to talk about the latest in the NFL for week number four in 20 minutes or less. And week four was a very impressive week, a lot of 4-0 and teams. A lot of teams that saved their season by getting wins and the NFC East. And that's where we start. We're just going to get right into this. The NFC East stinks. That's that's the first, that is the first big takeaway from week number four. The NFC East stinks. Three, 12, and one is the combined record of these four, these four teams, the Giants are on four. They look lost. They look horrible. They're they're they're, they're it's over for them. It, 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 who cares? It doesn't matter. They're not they're not gonna. No, the Giants are out. Washington. They just don't score enough. They don't score enough points. That that's their problem. They they don't score enough points offensively. Defensively, they're okay. They ran into a bus saw in Lamar Jackson. Okay, whatever. You know. That happens to everyone except the Chiefs, okay? So, is what it is with that. The Philadelphia Eagles, I, I mean, they have a mass unit on offense, but they can play better defense, and they're, they have their starting quarterback. So, at least they have that. And then that brings me to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, losers of two straight games, their quarterback being Dak Prescott coming out here, having to throw. This dude has to throw for 500 yards just to make games competitive now. I feel sorry for him. I really do. He's got to do a better job of not, not, not holding on to that ball, though. He gets strip sacked too much. Dak did get, he gets strip sacked way too much. Okay. So um, that that's going to be a big problem for Dak Prescott going forward. But for me, look. The bottom line is the the Cowboys' defense stinks. They can't cover anybody. They can't cover anybody. They can't get a pass rush. And and then to 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 add to their futility, they have all these injuries on top of all that. So you can't cover anyone. You can't get a pass rush, and you're hurt. But luckily, they play in the NFC East. But I'm sorry. I thought the defense wasn't wasn't great to begin with. I didn't think they'd be this bad. I mean, this is horrible. They 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 got they got to play better. They got to play average defense. If they play average defense, they'll win the division going away. Because with Dak Prescott sitting up here throwing for 500 yards, hitting people left and right. Now, last game he probably should have four interceptions because he threw. Three, two of them, they just flat dropped. They just flat dropped two of them. The one to Amari, I mean, he fitted in through two defenders. I mean, it just, just this guy, had, this the Cowboys are all offense and no defense. And unfortunately, with Dak, he hasn't quite turned the corner just yet to make him win all these games that the that Dallas is down by 15, 20, 30, 40 points. Now, they were down by 27 points in the third in the fourth quarter. They were down by 27 points. They come storming back 
after down by 27 points. They're down by three. I'm sitting in the house thinking this stupid team is going to win this game. After all this, this stupid team is going to make the Browns feel terrible about themselves. The Browns defense, give, by the way, the Browns defense gave up 38 points. And now all that was garbage time because it stopped being garbage time when it was a three-point game. That's not garbage time. But the Cowboys' defense is my number one takeaway. And the second takeaway is the NFC East. It's just horrible. I mean, I, I think at this point, the winner of the division will be six. Will be the Eagles will be six nine and one. The Cowboys might be seven and nine. Because I'm sorry, when you can't when you play defense, when you don't when you can't play defense and does and, and I mean average defense when you can't do that, you're not you're not going to win a whole lot of games in a, with, with all these advanced quarterbacks and all these high powered offenses, which the Dallas Cowboys definitely have. They have a great offense. Ceedee Lamb is terrific. Uh, Amari Cooper's terrific. Ezekiel Elliott, not quite there yet, not quite to where he once was, but he's still a terrific running back, a top five player. They they got a they still got a decent offensive line. And Dak Prescott, I mean, we're hearing all this talk. We're hearing all this talk about Josh Allen. We're hearing all this talk about Aaron Rodgers, right, and rightfully so. We'll get to him in just a minute. You're hearing all this talk about Russell Wilson, and rightfully so. We'll get to him in just a minute. Um, Dak Prescott. Has sixteen hundred yards passing in four games. The last three games, he's thrown for more yards than anybody in the history of the league in the three games stretch. Part of it is because they're always behind, and part of it is because Dak Prescott wants his money and wants to throw himself in the MVP discussion. Could you imagine if Dak Prescott was not the quarterback of the Cowboys? They'd be on four. They'd be on four. And they, they probably should be on four even with Dak, but I can make a, a real I can make more than a fair argument as to saying, hey, they should probably should have beaten the Rams because because without that flop by Jalen Ramsey, you're at first and you're at first and tenth, the fifteen yard line with thirty seconds to go and two and one timeout. That that's the Rams game. You score that score about 15, 16 seconds left, you win that game. You beat Atlanta after being down by being down by twenty points. You're being down fifteen points with five minutes to go. Okay, so that there's that. The Seahawks game comes down to the final possession. I mean, because the, the Cowboys defense, I mean, DK made a great play. He he's he dragged the route all the way across the field and Russell Wilson found him. That's a great play. The guy was the guy was right there next to him. He just he just needed one more step to knock that ball away. From DK, he couldn't do it. Russell Wilson makes the throw. The the Seattle defense gets one stop. They win the game. You lose a shootout. Same thing. Same thing yesterday. You're down by 27 points. You're down 40, 41 to 20. You're down 41, 14. You come all the way back, down by three, and you have that stupid onside kick. It's a stupid call. It's it's bad. Like like it's it's not even. It's it's the worst squib kick in history. You know, after Greg Zerline made that impossible onside kick, they were first and ten at the fifty yard line. And then Odell does what Odell does, fifty yard touchdown. But 
on that play, and, I, and I'll get off uh, the Cowboys here, that was the worst effort I've ever seen. Alden Smith does his job, okay? Alden Smith, if he tackles him, he's going to lose 15 yards. Odell's going to lose 15 yards on the play. That's a game-changing play. they are five Cowboys. Odell's about to run out of bounds after a five-yard game, and nobody wants to tackle him, so he turns it upfield. He turns it upfield, and Jalen Smith is the last guy defense chasing down Odell Beckham. Really, really bad stuff by um, the the Dallas Cowboys all the way around. And they better start getting their defense just to play average because Dak Prescott is going to have to throw for 500 yards just to make games decent. And in the same breath, you better be glad you're playing the NFC East because it is the worst division in the history of football. Next takeaway, Kansas City and New England. I watched this game from start to finish. Cam Newton was out with COVID. We wish Cam nothing but the best. We hope that he's okay to play this Sunday against the Denver Broncos because the Patriots damn sure need him because they stink without him. They they stink. They can't they they can't play offense. It's it's not it's no no. That, Brian Hoyer is a scrub. Just a point blank period. He might be a nice guy. He's not very good. He's not very good. It just is what it is. He's he's not. Kansas City's defense is not that great. For Brian Hoyer to throw two interceptions, to get sacked when you have a chance to get points, not to mention the the drive before before we get back to Brian Hoyer. Hey, uh, this is this is the second year in a row. I, I keep hearing the Patriots get all the calls, but this is the second year in a row against these damn Chiefs um, that we get screwed. Year before, Nikhil Harry's got a clear touchdown. The guy, the guy's in bounds clearly. The ladies' man called, said he was out of bounds. We can't challenge it. So, we, so, so that was the first problem. So we, we get screwed on that play. Then the second, the, 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 in, in that same game, Travis Kelsey fumbles. We're picking up the ball. We're running down the sideline. The play is blown dead for some reason. Stephon's going to score. On a on a on a fumble return, about a seventy five yard return, he's going to score for a touchdown. The play gets blown dead. We lose by seven. We lose the what? We lose the two seed at the hands of the Miami Dolphins and the Chiefs because if we beat the Chiefs, we would have the two seed. Okay, so it, it, it's really stuff like that. And then yesterday, um, it was that was a terrible call. I don't know what Tony Correnti saw. But Patrick Mahomes was nowhere in the grasp, first of all. At the very least, it was an interception, but it was really a strip sack. Our guy catches it cleanly. He's running down the 15-yard line. Tyreek's chasing him. Tyreek Hill's chasing him. He's at the 10-yard line. The play's blown dead for reasons that no one has yet to explain to me why why that play was blown dead. That changed the whole complexion of the game. Changed the whole thing. We're at first and goal at the five-yard line. Maybe the guy even scores because Tyreek Tyreek didn't shove him out. We 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 might score on a fumble return touchdown for the Chief and for for us. We don't get that call. We come down the next drive. We have a good drive. 
Brian Hoyer stupidly, with no timeouts, gets sacked. We get zero points. They come down. They they turn it up in the second half. They win 26 to 10. They're just just frustrating. I mean, it's just, it's just so it's so flipping frustrating, man. Watching watching this team without Cam. The Patriots. I didn't think the Patriots were going to be very good to begin with. But then you have Cam Newton, and Cam Newton comes up here and rejuvenates everybody. Make sure every, everybody's feeling good about themselves. He gets COVID. We go up to get our our toughest game of the year in Kansas City, in Arrowhead Stadium. We're, our defense fighting their tails off, fighting their tails off against the best team in football. And we had no offense whatsoever to speak of other than Damian Harris, the former standout running back at Alabama. Rushing for 17 times for 101 yards last night. But uh, another, another thing, Julian Elman, hey, hey man, I used to like, I, I like this guy still. But, dude, this, this dude, this dude's dropped a lot of passes. He's dropped a lot of passes in the last two years. And I mean key passes in the playoff game. Going for a game-winning drive. Tom hits him right in the hands on first down. He drops it. For a potential game-winning drive against the Titans. Low-scoring game. You're trying to get to the divisional playoff game. You don't. You get you, you don't because of that play and that play solely. This game, Jared Stidham. I mean, he th- runs, a, runs a decent route. Jared Stidham throws it to him, hits him in the hands. He tips it right to Tyron. Tyron Matthew picks it off and runs about 15 yards for the game-sealing pick six. I mean, it's it's just so frustrating to watch this team without Cam Newton. So please, Cam, we wish you nothing but the best. Please get better, and please restore some watchability to the Patriots because they stink. They stink without you. Another another uh, another takeaway. We'll, we'll we'll go a little quicker here. The Texans are awful. They're zero and four, and Bill O'Brien finally gets canned. And if I and if I was the ownership of the Houston Texans, I would have canned them the second I heard that trade for DeAndre Hopkins. For DeAndre Hopkins, the second I saw that trade, I would have fired him right then and there. The Texans are awful. They they they're not very good. They're going to have a top five pick this year. They're gonna get probably get Deshaun an offensive tackle. Get 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 this guy some protection. Get this guy a, a decent running a running game that could actually take some pressure off this guy. JJ Watt isn't getting any younger. I'm not really sure how long he's gonna be there either. But Bill O'Brien gets fired. Um outlasting Adam Gase and Dan Quinn for first coach fired, which is absolutely amazing. It's it's shocking to me. Four no teams, the Chiefs, Buffalo, Green Bay. Uh, um, Buffalo's got a two game lead in the AFC East. Um, yeah, I look. This is Buffalo's division to, to lose. Um, we could split with them. I think I think we'll split with them because uh, Belichick is showing why he is one of the greatest coaches. May be the greatest coach in the history of football. The guy's the guy's sensational. To, to have that defensive performance against Patrick Mahomes, 
this guy could never be counted out under any circumstance. I'm just sorry that he didn't have any offensive talent to speak of to make that game more competitive. But uh, Buffalo's terrific. Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. John Brown, John Brown had a touchdown catch that they overturned stupidly. Um, so, you know, it, it's just it's it's just crazy to to see to see what's going on here. I am really really. Uh, I'm really impressed with what Buffalo's doing. Uh, the the Ra- the you know nice win against the Raiders too. Going flying across the country for a late game out there out there in in Las Vegas to get the win against that team uh, is, is is a very quality win for the Oakland Raiders who are two and two on the season uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, uh, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. This guy. This guy's been. This guy is starting off as, on a sensational run. He is hacked off, and he's taking it out on everybody. I say it every week. This guy is taking taking his rage and his fury out on everybody. He don't care who you are. He don't care if you're the lowly Falcons. He doesn't care if you're the Vikings. He doesn't care if you're Detroit. He don't care. He he letting it out on all you people for saying that, that he was washed up. He was done. And what I keep telling people about Aaron is Aaron is great, but he also has – He's got six years on Brady and five years on Drew. That matters. He's six years younger than Tom Brady. He's going to be around a little bit longer than Tom. He just is. This is just genetics, and he's more talented than Tom ever was. He just he, he it's not it's not no slight against the goat. He's the greatest. Tom is the greatest ever. But you know. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind right now. But I want to see uh they, they got a bye week this week. I think they play uh at Tampa week six. So we will definitely uh talk about that game uh when it happens. And I, I, I'm very, very excited for that game. And speaking of Tampa Bay, the old man turned back to hands of time. The old ass man turned back to hands of time. 369 and five touchdowns to five different receivers. He became the oldest person in the history of the league to ever do that. Ever. I, I mean, I, I mean what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean? Now, the Buccaneers lose O.J. Howard for the season. It's just a rough loss. O.J. Howard has not had the best go of it in the NFL. It's just, I mean, the Achilles tear. It's just, it's just horrible. I wish him nothing but the best. But that's what Gronk is here for. Gronk, hey, it's time for Gronk to step in, see what he can do, because he's been a decoy the first four weeks. So we, we want to see what he can do. And Tampa Bay plays a very, very uh, important game this weekend, this this Thursday in Chicago against Nick Foles and the Bears. And speaking of those Bears, that was a dud of a performance. It really was. That, that was that was not impressive under any circumstance. The defense can only do so much. Not not a great performance. Same thing for the Arizona Cardinals. You're losing to the Carolina Panthers and the Detroit Lions. The Carolina Panthers are not very good, with especially without Chris McCaffrey. There's no reason why you should be losing that game if you're the Carol uh, if you're the Arizona Cardinals. You just shouldn't. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Uh, you 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 got you got to beat the you got to beat the Carolina Panthers. Uh, just, sorry, um, another another team. It didn't that that leaves me scratching my head. The San Francisco 49ers. I understand you're facing the Eagles on Monday Night Football. I appreciate that. I I appreciate that. 
But Nick Mullins, three interceptions. They get, they get, George Kill had 15 catches for 183 yards and one touchdown, and you still lost. I, I mean, I mean, it, 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 I, I'm sorry. That, 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 that just can't happen if you're the 49ers against a depleted Eagles team. The Eagles are not very good, but, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo better get back because I thought Nick Mullins was going to do this thing, but no, no, bro. You, the 49ers are your start quarterback because, hey, you, y'all in too, they in too good of a division to be out here. They, they, they're in too good of a division to be out here messing around to the Philadelphia Eagles. They just are. And unfortunately, one team from the NFC East is going to the playoffs. So that needs, that leaves you three spots in a loaded conference. Not a good look for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And, yeah, I think uh, that sums up really my week four uh, performance, uh, week four uh, recap. Um, Thursday night. Uh, we got a bunch of games that are on tap for today. Um, we'll keep you updated on any COVID uh, outbreaks, but looks like Tennessee uh, is on the other end of their outbreak. They they haven't had any positive tests in a couple of days. Uh, New England and New England came back negative. All their positive tests came back negative. So that so that was great for them. Uh, but here are a couple here are a couple games we're going to be looking at. Uh, the Raiders and Chiefs play. The Steelers and Eagles play. So definitely want to see what, what what's going to happen with that. Uh, some of the late games include the Colts and the Browns, which I think is going to be a lot more interesting than people think. So we'll definitely talk about that game. And the Patriots and Denver play at 425. So it's only the Cowboys and the Giants. So some some really really important games for these teams here this week, especially the Patriots and especially the Cowboys. They they really really need a win in the worst way because they have a chance. Because the, they beat the if they beat the Giants, they could vault right back up in the first place in the NFC East. So it's a very very important game for the Dallas Cowboys. All that and more will be talked about on the Thursday night edition of Week Five of the NFL. Uh, show on the Always 100 podcast. But until then, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor FM, or wherever you get your audio. Uh, please like, subscribe, listen. Uh, it does mean a lot. And we're trying to make sure that this sports podcast is the best sports podcast out there. But until Thursday, this is Quinn McKenzie signing off. Thank you for listening to week the week four recap in 20 minutes or less. Peace.